0: What is up? It is a New Year's edition of the Splash Tag Podcast, so Happy New Year's and Happy 2021. It's January 4th, and uh, today I'm joined by Jihan once again. He was on about a month ago when he and I broke down kind of our reactions to the John Wall trade, and now we're about two weeks into the NBA season, so... I uh, brought him on once again. We're going to talk about surprises, disappointments, things that have kind of played to form,
1: and so forth. So without further ado, I'm, d- I'm joined by Jihan. How you doing, man? Yeah, I'm doing well. Thanks for inviting me back, Matt. This is exciting. On the NBA season, I feel like uh, it's only been two weeks, but I feel like there's been so many games. Yeah, first and foremost, happy to have you back, obviously. But yeah, I
0: mean, like just the fact that they're playing a lot of games, I mean, they they have this condensed schedule where, you know, the same teams may play back to back or a team will travel to the other conference and play, you know, four straight road games in a stretch of five days. You know, there's definitely a lot of basketball. And because of, you know, the the protocols and whatnot, you're seeing, I think, deeper rotation. So you're seeing more guys play. Uh, So, I'm curious, just right off the bat, like what's one thing that has really surprised you thus far? And it can be anything. It can be a player. It can be something about how the season's playing out. It can be about a team, protocols or whatnot, free agency. I don't know. What What's something that surprised you?
1: Uh, well, I guess – um. I guess before I dive into the surprise, um, did you watch uh, the Steph Curry game yesterday, by the way? Yes, I
0: did, actually. I I only tuned in in the second half once I realized, like, okay, he could go for 50. And I was like, oh, shoot, he could go for 60. And it's just always really cool to see dudes, you know, kind of have career performances
1: like that. And yeah, so did, did did you watch it? Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Um, yesterday I was about to go to sleep. Uh, I turned on Twitter just uh, last minute before I went to sleep, and Twitter was blowing up because of uh Curry was uh, I think he was at fifty seven or something when I, uh, when I saw the news. Um, yeah, so it was pretty crazy, man. Uh, especially when when players like Curry go supernova, it's always exciting. and know, uh, feels like the NBA it's, uh I feel like it's gone. Uh, it's been zero days uh, since it's been drama free. Um, <laughs> speaking of dramas, yeah, I think uh, one thing that did really surprise me was um, uh, I thought the biggest drama in the offseason was with the whole James Harden situation. Yeah, um, I was pretty surprised to see that uh, James Harden is still on the Rockets. Um, <laughs> Not that the Rockets are playing games too. Um, I wasn't. Ex- I wasn't sure what to expect from them, um, but it seemed like Christian Wood uh, is looks so good. Um, and John Wall is also back from his injury, too. So it's kind of been a crazy season for them.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, you know, you, you've brought up two things here. So first, I want to touch on James Harden. It, it is kind of crazy. Like, it's such a, I feel like it's such an awkward situation, the fact that he's still in Houston. But at the same time, like, he was trying really hard to force his way out. And, and, and I feel like some of that absolutely tanked his trade value. But like you said, you know, Christian Wood, I feel like Christian Wood... Is the type of big you would love to play with, with James Harden, right? As opposed to someone who is strictly, you know, um, a dive, a dive and a roller guy, a roller threat like, you know, like a Clint Capella. Um, I like, I really like the versatility that Christian Wood has with regards to, you know, he's kind of, he's able to put the ball on the floor, he's able to finish at the rim, but he's also able to potentially, you know. Play, play out on the perimeter every time he screens for James Harden. But, you know, it looks like James Harden's on his way out. So I don't know if we're going to see um, see that partnership last for too long. But um, on, on the note of John Wall, like, you know, Boogie and John Wall, both of them obviously are on the Rockets now. And both of them have had injuries, pretty pretty devastating injuries. But I think maybe the fact that John Wall had so much time off, like, he, he looks good, man
1: yeah i was uh watching uh his first game back and every bucket he scored man i was so upset just like damn like he could have been in the wizards man but it is what it is uh, and i think um he had that one steal against um D'Aaron fox um i'm not sure if it was a steal but they were you know like hu- he was hustling to you know try to save the ball out of bounds and then it went off of fox and i was like you know, he was, like, yelling at the non-existing crowd, being like, yo, I'm back, I'm back. And I was like, god damn, why couldn't this be in a Wizards uniform? But, yeah, but it's uh, – I think the thing – is, it's crazy. Like, the Houston team, like, um, I guess James Harden wanted to kind of force his way out partially because he didn't think the Rockets would be a contender, right? But now that I'm looking at this team, they're pretty stacked, like, especially compared to the past couple seasons where it's just been him, Eric Gordon, and, you know, insert the point guard there Ah, uh, Hunt. PJ Tucker. Now they got Christian Wood. Uh, now they got Demarcus Cousins. They apparently Tate. The rookie. Apparently he's pretty good. Um, John Wall's looking fine. It's a pretty deep team.
0: Yeah, Tate's uh, Tate's certainly been one of the pleasant surprises of this NBA season so far. He's I don't know. He's a little bit like a mini PJ Tucker if you ask me because he's a little yeah. undersized, but he's a big dude and he he plays with plays with a lot of energy and, and toughness.
1: Yeah, and it's uh, pretty incredible that, like, um, going back to Christian Wood, I feel like so many NBA teams gave up on this guy. You know, like, the Pistons decided not to give him a big contract, but instead they signed Mason Plumlee and Jeremy Grant. <laughs> yep. Um, This guy used to be on the Pelicans, you know, when they were looking for talent to surround AD. Um, I felt like coming into the season uh, when he got his contract in Houston, I wasn't sure what to feel because I hadn't seen a guy, apparently with this much hype, where – so many teams gave up on him, you know what I mean? So I wasn't sure exactly what I was expecting from him, but I wasn't expecting this, you know what I mean? Like, I think at one point he was bringing up the ball and he scored, uh, just like bringing up the bucket. And I was like, dang, like, like this is crazy, man. This might be the third, like, I guess aside from Chris Ball and uh, Russell Westbrook, he might be the most talented player Harden's played with. Yeah. Um, on the Rockets, on the Rockets. Sure,
0: sure. Hold on. I'm looking at his history like this is crazy. His first his first three years in the league. Well, so he plays 30 games in his first two years, doesn't play from the 2017 to 18 season. And then in the 18-19 season, he starts the year off with the Bucks, who ended up, you know, being the number one seed in the East. Oh, wow. he plays, <laughs> plays 13 games with them and barely plays, right? Like five minutes a game. Then gets so ends up in New Orleans. Let me see. Yeah, he gets waived by the Bucks in March. Wow. So he wasn't playing for this, you know, the this contender. Plays eight games with New Orleans and then ends up in Detroit, where he played sixty-two games uh, out of a total of one hundred thirteen games up to that point. So wow, it, it really is quite an incredible story. Like this dude was bouncing around. Like I said, he was riding the pine. For some bad teams like the Sixers, and then some good teams like the Bucks, and then he has he had a good year in in Detroit, and now he's get he's really being able to step up and show what he can do in Houston.
1: Yeah, it's an incredible story, honestly.
0: Yeah, but I mean, he's he's certainly one of the more versatile guys that um, James Harden has played with on the Rockets. Like I, I feel like every, and this is maybe this is a function of Mori Ball uh and the the decision making but i feel like everybody that james harden has played with in houston was like a specialist or like had a very specific role right and they were usually like pretty good at that role but the idea was like let's maximize james and we want these people that fill in very specific needs and maybe only good at like one thing but if they're good at one thing that's all we need them for right um and so christian wood is definitely probably the most versatile guy that i that we've been able to see him play with
1: right and i think um going back to, uh, sorry to spend so much time talking about the Rockets, but I think one thing that also impressed me about uh, watching them is just how athletic John Wall looks, and I feel like even yeah. on defense, every layup that uh, he was contesting, um, you know, going for blocks, you know, I think he's recorded um, two or three blocks already. Uh, just kind of incredible to see like, um, especially with Westbrook, I think one knock on him was that he wasn't, he didn't play that hard on defense, you know, he would Kind of let the opponents kind of go by him, and then just try to go for the board and kind of rack up his triple double. But John Wall looks uh, like he'll be really good next to Harden too. Yeah,
0: no, certainly it's. Now speaking of Harden, like you,
1: you think he's you think he's there after the trade deadline? <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a great question. I was going to ask you the same thing. I feel like <laughs> the longer the season goes, the harder I see him fitting in a specific team. You know what I mean? Like um, before the season started, I thought he would look great on the Nets. But after watching the Nets play a couple of games, I'm like, wow, like Kyrie and KD look so good together. And this, you know, it flows well. You know what I mean? Um, And I guess uh, like I guess Nets were one one kind of popular team. Another popular destination for Harden was the Sixers, right? And I think the Sixers have the best record in the NBA right now. Like, are they going to really break this up to bring up James Harden? Like, it's hard to imagine. I don't know.
0: Yeah, that's 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 fair. But. Guess we'll see. We, you know, you and I, we talked in the past a lot about James Harden, so I guess that's just kind of a wait and see, uh, wait and see type situation. But, um, let's go to the other side of the coin. What, what's something that's kind of disappointed you thus far?
1: Oh, well, I guess the biggest disappointment for me is just kind of seeing all the early season injuries, you know what I mean? I guess even before the season began, uh, Clay Thompson went down. And I feel like that's really hurts the Golden State Warriors. You know what I mean? And uh, I think aside from him, you know, Ja went down with his ankle injury. Dinwiddie uh, has a partial tear in his ACL. Even Cody Zeller of the Hornets, who are looking pretty good, uh, they started losing a bunch of games once he went down. Um, I don't know why all these injuries are happening. Maybe it's because uh, the, the season kind of happened so fast that maybe some players weren't in shape. Maybe it's the condensed schedule. But it's kind of unfortunate seeing players go – down each week um I don't know I hope these injuries stop
0: yeah for sure and speaking of injuries we're recording this right as it's uh, uh it's we're kind of uh I think two hours removed from when Dante Exum literally admitted into a game he he uh he appeared to suffer some type of injury and they're waiting on the MRI
1: oh no that. not Dante Jackson dude he was supposed what? to be the the Aussie Mamba, dude <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: Speaking, speaking, speaking of speaking of, I mean, I only thought of this because you know you bring up that that uh, nickname for Dante Exum. Who is this? Is I didn't, I for context, I didn't, I didn't prep you on this question that I'm about to ask beforehand. Uh, but, but who is a player that you were really high on? Like, I guess when you either when they, either coming into the draft or maybe after you saw them as a rookie, that you were really high on, but just didn't quite work out.
1: Oh, that's a, that's an interesting question. Um I remember I was pretty high on uh Tyrell Terry <laughs> for this year's draft. You know there was so much talk about his uh you know like basketball IQ and I guess maybe he's an unfair answer because it's only been a couple of games and he had no preseason but looks like he's not going to play a significant role for the Mavs at all. I guess another player that I think um hasn't lived up quite to the hype um was uh I remember Jan Vesely for the Wizards <laughs> uh, when he was drafted. You know, like uh, he made out with this uh, really attractive girlfriend, and you know, people were talking about athleticism with this guy and uh, how this guy was like the next big thing. Um, but he kind of ended up sucking, and uh, yeah, the rest is history.
0: <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, back to the topic of injuries, though. Uh, I I do wonder, like, you know, the whole rest versus rust argument, like. You know, like is cramming all these games into into a shorter period of time is that maybe is that maybe you know bad for you know kind of player health and whatnot. They also reduce travel, so that is supposed to, in theory, help. The fact that they're not bouncing around, you know, and and sleeping at three a.m. and then playing a game the next day. But yeah, it's definitely it's definitely um unfortunate. You know, like you said, Clay got hurt before the season, so that was unfortunate because then. You know the expectations for the Warriors changed, and then I I was really I was honestly the most bummed about the Spencer Dinwiddie injury because he's going to be out for the year. Um, I, I I like him as a dude, and I also like watching him play. And I really feel like if he if he if he's healthy, like the Nets really do have a lot of chess pieces to play with. And the fact that you know they just kind of remove that is is a little unfortunate, but. Um, yeah,
1: I remember last, I think up until two years ago, I had never heard of Spencer Dinwiddie, but I remember last year um, he was talking about some conversation he had with Kobe and Kobe was like, yo, like Spencer Dinwiddie, he's like an all-star caliber player. And he was talking about how, mu- how much it meant to him, you know what I mean? I think when I was reading that interview, I was like, wow, this guy is, uh, genuinely seems like a really nice guy who's worked really hard, earned his minutes in the league, and, you know, is now going to be playing a big role. Um, I feel like the Nets look so good all the first couple of games uh, when he was starting. And then he, I guess, next to Kyrie and KD, he also provided, you know, elite ball handling. He could also carry the offense when Kyrie and KD would be rested, you know. Um, so it's really unfortunate to see this. And I am I think ever since he went down, I don't think the Nets have won a game. Um, but I guess I'm, I'm also not too surprised by that result either.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean... The 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 game against the Wizards, well, I was definitely surprised to see Kyrie and Katie miss shots coming oh, yeah. down the stretch, but or in the final possession for the win. But um, yeah, well, I mean, we'll see. Like you know, I, I try not to put too much stock into these early games, but um, I definitely think it'll 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 be it, it is not. It, 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 I definitely think the Nets will feel the loss of Dinwiddie, whether it's in the playoffs or even maybe a couple months deep into the regular season. Uh, when Kyrie has to sit a few games or whatnot, I don't know. But uh, back going going back more onto the positive side, because <laughs> uh, I like I like keeping it I like keeping the positive vibes around here. Lord, like Lord. what are, what are some what are some other things that have been pleasant surprises for you?
1: Oh, uh, I think one thing I was uh, I wasn't sure what I was expecting uh with Lamelo Ball, but this dude uh, is balling out, dude, and I feel like it was interesting kind of seeing. Um, I've been watching the I've been watching a decent number of uh, Charlotte Hornets games, uh, because I have Devonte Graham on my fantasy team. Uh, I drafted Devonte Graham with the expectation that, like, yo, LaMelo's not ready yet. Devonte Graham was killing it last season. Um, and him and Terry Rozier, you know, they're uh interesting backcourt. You know, so I was watching a lot of the Hornets games, and um, I guess Graham hasn't played that well, but Lamelo Ball, whenever he comes off the bench, him and Miles Bridges, do they just run and gun, dude? Now. Uh, it's been really entertaining to watch. Um, he looks like he fits right in. He might even take the starting spot from Graham soon. Um, His passes are legit, man. Uh, he's definitely an NBA player, uh, maybe even all-star caliber one day.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's, you know, in terms of his overall play, he's obviously as, you know, he's a rookie, so he's got some ups, he's got some downs, but he's definitely really exciting to watch. Like, you know, when he... You know, I know everyone's going to talk about how Terry Rosier dunked on KD, oh, yeah. but like he, Lamelo threw him a crisp, like pretty far pass uh, to get there. And Then obviously he's been throwing some dope lobs to to Miles Bridges. I said this to someone. I said this to someone else before the season, and I'm not saying that they're the same in terms of like caliber of player, but I genuinely actually think that the Lamelo to Miles Bridges alley oops are on this in terms of the excitement level that I have uh it's very akin to the Dwayne Wade to LeBron like the the, the picture <laughs> where Dwayne is not even looking and he throws it behind him and then LeBron's like jamming it like I genuinely feel like there's gonna be a lot of those types of iconic maybe I shouldn't say iconic but so it's those types of Al because miles bridges i mean he's a tall dude he's a big strong dude but he's also got like a 40 something inch vertical he's a left-handed too and then obviously Lamelo is a very dynamic passer but yeah the hornets are fun um yeah. and i
1: guess this ties kind of earlier on to the earlier question you asked about yo which prospect um didn't live up to kind of didn't live up to the hype i remember when ricky rubio was coming and people were talking about how yo this guy's a passive prodigy and he definitely had his moments so far in his career, you know, in Minnesota, and the Suns, etc. But I feel like LaMelo Ball is kind of what I expected Ricky Rubio to be when he entered the league, you know what I mean? Like every pass he makes, even if it's a simple chess pass, you know, he kind of does like a no look or he just kind of flicks his wrist fast enough where the pass looks more flashy than it should be, you know what I mean? It's kind of incredible, this dude like, every, like inch by inch, oh, like it's so entertaining. Yeah, certainly. And,
0: like, the Hornets have some good young pieces. Like, you know, you got LaMelo, Devontae Graham, will, you know. um, and, and one guy who's not – he doesn't have, like, a lot of league pass appeal, per se, the way, you know, Miles Bridges and LaMelo do. But I think P.J. Washington's legit. So oh, like,
1: yeah, P.J. Washington, true. So, like,
0: they're a very solid team. And that's before I even mention the fact that one of my – talk about a guy who I was very high on heading into the draft – Malik Monk has not even; he's barely played for them. Oh yeah, um, I, I think he's. Out. I think he's out of there. Like he's he's probably requesting a trade slash. They've kind of. They, I mean, he's going to be a restricted free agent, and they're probably not even going to extend a. You know what? They're probably going to let him walk. Um, if they if it gets to free agency, so I, I think he's getting traded. Um. Yeah, I think he's getting traded, but beyond that, like the the Hornets have some fun pieces. I they've played some, they obviously had that really exciting game against the, the Nets the other day. So Mm -hmm. they've definitely been really league pass for sure.
1: Yeah. I've never, I never thought in my NBA fandom that I would all willingly turn into a Charlotte (laughs) Hornets game on a weekday, (laughs) but here I am. (laughs) Yeah. Um,
0: another question that I have for you, uh, kind of on the, since we want to keep it on the, on the positive side, um, who 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 do you think is who who do you think has made the biggest leap this year? Because we want to shout out dudes that have really put in the work and and, and gotten better.
1: Ooh, well, one dude I've definitely noticed, uh, Dante DiVincenzo Vincenzo, on the Bucks. I feel like there was a lot of questions about uh the Bucks depth coming into the season, especially because they traded away a lot of pieces for Drew Holiday, right? Um, and the Dante kind of had to start, uh, you know, step up as the starter on that team, but he's. Every three he's taking, it feels like it's going to go in. Um, he's ferocious on defense. He's giving them a lot of energy. He looks great next to Drew Holiday. And honestly, I feel like he's a strong contender for most improved player of the year. Wow. Okay.
0: That was a deep take because um, on paper, he doesn't jump out as like a huge, obviously he's playing quality minutes for the Bucs and, you know, the Bucs in theory, they're, you know, they're trying to contend for a championship. Um, I feel like the the guy that everyone's talking about is making a leap. We'll see if it gets sustained. Is is probably Colin Sexton. Um, oh yeah, him and uh,
1: Darius Garland, right? Sexton. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, like, I- I'm gonna be honest. I never like. W- granted, we'll see if these, if if you know this, uh, if he can keep it up. But he's 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 an absolute offensive machine right now. Like he's shooting 55% for the floor. 54% from three, and he's averaging 26 points
1: a game. <laughs> yeah, well, I think um, I watched the the game that they went to overtime. I think it was against the Pistons. Dude, that game was pretty exciting, man. Uh, Sexton was everywhere. Garland was throwing bombs. I feel like that game, that was the only game Kevin Love might have played. Um, he looked okay, um, but, you know, like Kevin Love is a NBA champion. He was just a role player next to these uh, the, the young backcourt sex land, dude. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, uh, it's that, I, I've, I've definitely uh, gotten a few giggles out of that nickname. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we'll like I said, I, I wouldn't anticipate that these averages keep up. If they do, like Sexton is easily the most improved player because, like, who the hell saw, like, 25 points a game from him? True. But well,
1: to be fair, I'm opening up. I have basketball reference open right now. Uh, Dante DiVincenzo is averaging 63% from threes this season. Holy smokes. Crazy, dude. <laughs> Holy uh, smokes. Yeah, he's making 3.2 a game on five attempts. That's legit, dude. He's a lead shooter. He went from 26.5% uh, in his rookie year, 33% last year, to 63. Dude, that's that's a leap. Yeah, that's a leap for sure. Um, and
0: s- speaking of speaking of leaps not not regarding a player, but leaps in the standings. Um, wh- is there a team that maybe their win-loss has been better than what you've expected? Granted, it's only a – you know, we're only like seven-ish games into the season, but is there a team that has really surprised you with regards to just how well they've been playing?
1: Mm, so I want st- to – I guess if we were to record this a couple of days ago, I. I might have said Orlando Magic, but I think they also played the Wizards twice. So I'm not sure if that counts. Um, I guess aside from that, I guess I'm a bit surprised that the Sixers have such a good record. I think the only game they lost was um, when they rested Joel Embiid. Uh, I honestly haven't watched too many Sixers games this season. So I'm not exactly sure what kind of change. I don't know if it's their schedule was easy or not. Um, I guess I'm also pretty surprised by how well Atlanta is doing. Uh, I kind of, I watched some other games and I'm I'm not a big fan of Trey Young. Uh, drawing his fouls by jumping backwards into the defender. Uh, He's kind of become like a more unwatchable version of James Harden in some ways. Uh, But that's, uh, I know a lot of people are big fans of Trey, but I just just not my cup of tea. Fair. Fair. I, I,
0: granted, like, like I said, this is only seven games in, so I don't want to overreact, but I'm certainly surprised that, that the Knicks are, you know, they've, they're they've been competent so far and oh yeah yeah like my dude julius Randle had a triple double and a win and they also smacked the bucks like i i don't think they're a playoff team by any means but like tibbs has granted like tibbs is the coach now but like tibbs has those dudes playing hard and he has them prepared um so i imagine they're probably going to win more games maybe than like the vegas over under might have suggested but like they're they they're at least they're at least trend they're at least trending in the right direction as in they're operating more like a professional team as opposed to years years past where they were an absolute shit show.
1: Yeah, it's crazy, man. I feel like Alfred Payton is just either like the worst player in the league or the best player in the league, and there's not really much in between.
0: Yeah, definitely a little bit of a of a Jekyll and Hyde type type player, but um, so. I, you know, I'm talking about how, oh, I don't want to overreact just because, you know, we're only six, seven games into the year. But I'm curious for you, like, when do you think there's enough ga- enough games have been played to where we can start drawing bigger conclusions, whether it's about specific teams or about, like, who should be the favorite for certain awards? I'm curious kind of, like, what your benchmark is. Is it a quarter of the season? Is it maybe three eighths. I don't know. Like, I'm curious kind of what your benchmark is.
1: Yeah. That's a good question. Uh, I feel like in the past couple of uh, past seasons, I would have said probably around the Christmas day games. Uh, is kind of when you know what's real and what's not. Uh, but I guess with this condensed schedule, it's definitely hard. Um, but I guess before the season used to start in October, right? Uh, so I guess it was like around two months of games. Um, and I guess maybe in this condensed schedule, maybe maybe it'll be like a month and a half. Um. But yeah, but I feel like once, uh, especially with the new schedule, I know there have been some back-to-back series where I think, for example, the Wizards and the Magic played uh, played, played the same matchup, uh, I think, within like two or three days, right, to reduce travel. So I feel like with some of those, if you get kind of lucky with the matchups you have, your record might get inflated at the beginning, but it'll eventually catch up. Um, so it's, yeah, I guess that's a long way to say I'm not 100% sure, but maybe I guess two months is sure. maybe a good amount of data. Sure. Yeah. And and on that note, like
0: we, they've only released like the first, the schedule for the first half of the the season. So it's like, like you said, you know, some people may have just played, they might, they might be closer to some bad teams and therefore have played more against those teams and whatnot. And so it'll definitely be, it'll definitely be like, there's definitely going to be some inflate, like some inflated records and some potentially under, I guess, deflated records as well. But I think I think generally speaking, like for me, maybe at least this year, I'm thinking maybe like I don't know since there's only seventy two games, maybe like maybe about thirty games in, you can start talking about like okay, who's the front runner for MVP and like you know who's is this team like a serious threat or are they a playoff team or is this team just straight up tanking? You know, um, right, so right. yeah, I mean it's a it's a year unlike no other. So like I don't like obviously kind of like you I don't have a definitive
1: uh, answer but guess guess we'll see yeah I guess if you had to kind of predict right now who would you say is kind of the early season MVP so far for you <laughs> so I just want to say through seven games
0: obviously so this doesn't really mean too much
1: <laughs> but, sheesh okay well or I guess maybe to kind of uh, amend my question would you say, like your preseason expectations for who MVP is is all looking good? I'm going to be honest. Um, not really. Like the guys that I thought
0: might challenge for MVP so far have just been, they've been fine. Like for instance, I think I think the front runner in the beginning was Luka. And mm-hmm. Luca still very well could win the MVP. But the problem, is, or not the problem, right now he's just shooting it terribly from three. Um, he, Although he, got, he, did, he, he did beat the Clippers by 51 points. He did. They, they did. Uh, right now, he's shooting 16% from three. He had a couple games where he went 0 for 5, 0 for 5, and then another game where he went 0 for 6. But I expect that'll get better. And then once that gets better, like, you know, um, I'm sure there will be a little more Lucas steam, The thing, and then another guy that I thought might have a serious push were the Sixers duo. Um, that's still very possible. Like mm-hmm. Ben Simmons has been good, Joel Embiid has been good. The Sixers obviously have the best record in the NBA, so they've been good. Um, just not sure if either one quite has like had that MVP signature type game. Like oh, like where they've announced like yeah, I'm the front runner. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. But at the end of the day, like who really has outside of Steph um, and <laughs> outside of Steph and. And skinny Jokic, skinny Jokic, skinny Jokic. Yeah, I mean, we'll see, we'll see. I guess um, this isn't this this is I just this isn't regarding MVP, but like I I, I do want, I think that some early candidate, not early, some people that definitely pop come into mind when I think of Coach of the Year. Um, I know, I know. It's it's. I, I would say, um, Bickerstaff on Cleveland has done a good job, as well as um, as well as um, the, the new guy on on uh Indiana. I, I I like I like how Indiana's been playing so far, and then also Doc Rivers because you know this he's got the Sixers playing playing well together.
1: Yeah, I remember. Um, they were saying you know Gregg Popovich kind of has uh you know like a uh, like his network of his disciples in the league now i guess it's kind of nick nurse's turn right (laughs) yeah uh it's ironic he's
0: i mean once again super early but the raptors have been struggling and the pacers have been doing well so maybe he maybe i can't even say the coach's name but uh, maybe he was on to (laughs) something
1: all good all good
0: yeah anyhow um long season uh it's been about 30 minutes so i think that's a good place to wrap it up but um you know, we got a lot of basketball ahead of us, so I'm sure that I'll have you on, like, pretty, you know, pretty soon and, and pretty periodically. So um, we'll chat, obviously, more about the NBA. So I appreciate you coming on, Hun.
1: Yeah, no problem, dude. Happy to chat about the NBA anytime. Stay safe and uh, happy late holidays.
0: Yeah, you too. And and to the listeners, if you haven't done so already, please subscribe on whatever medium you're listening to this on, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or YouTube. Once again, Thank you for listening, and thank you once again, Jihan, for joining me.